0: Hello, and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Each week, we'll tackle tough issues, answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. Well, it's a new year, and with a new year, I think, comes New Year's resolutions. And um, I'm sure many of you at the top of your lists have something in regards to your faith growing in your faith, growing in wisdom and understanding and sanctification. And and I think if you're anything like me, near the top is being better at reading the Bible every day. We know that God's Word informs us, it instructs us, it's beneficial uh, for reproof, for correction, it builds us up, it encourages us, it lifts us up, it gives us perspective, and it's what brings us to completion, right? As Paul tells Timothy, it helps equip us for every good work. And so it's important that we prioritize the reading of God's Word, and I think it can be easy to make that almost a law, then becomes a burden to us. But uh, there's a, a organized reading structure that I use, and um, it comes from Robert Murray McShane who lived in the mid-1800s in Scotland. He's a Scottish Presbyterian. He only lived to the age of nearly 30. He was only 29 when he passed, uh, but did amazing work for the kingdom. And uh, he was a preacher at St. Peter's Church in Dundee, Scotland. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with David Robertson, who we've had on Candid Conversations two times, David was uh, the senior uh, rector at St. Peter's Church in Dundee. He now lives in Australia. But anyway, it's a fantastic connection that we have there with St. Peter's Church. So McShane wrote to his congregation in a way to help them with knowing that this is an important thing for them, and he wanted to convey that importance and actually systematize a reading. He didn't want it to be a burden on them, uh, but he did want to help them by creating a plan for them that helps them read the Bible. So they read the whole Old Testament in one year and the New Testament and the Psalms twice in the year. It's a structure that uh, I've been doing for a little while and um, I found very helpful, and um, I thought I would take some time today to read you what he wrote to his congregation, and it includes uh, some dangers— that come with an organized reading, and some of, of course, the advantages. So let's listen as we hear these words of Robert Murray McShane. Daily bread being a calendar for reading through the word of God in a year. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. My dear flock, the approach of another year stirs up within me new desires for your salvation, and for the growth of those of you who are saved. God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ, quoting Philippians chapter 1 verse 8. What the coming year is to bring forth, who can tell? There is plainly a weight lying on the spirits of all good men and are looking for some strange work of judgment upon this land. There is a need now to ask that solemn question. If in the land of peace, wherein thou trustedst, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? A quote from Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. In other words, if you are struggling now, how will you do when real trouble comes? McShane continues, those believers who stand firmest, who have no dependence upon self or upon creatures, but upon Jehovah, our righteousness, we must be driven more to our Bibles and to the mercy seat. If we are to stand in the evil day, then we shall be able to say like David, the proud have had me greatly in derision yet have I not declined from thy law. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. Both quotations from Psalm 119. It has long been in my mind to prepare a scheme of scripture reading in which as many as were made willing by God might agree so that the whole Bible might be read once by you in the year and all might be feeding in the same portion of the green pasture at the same time. I'm quite aware that such a plan is accompanied with many dangers. And here McShane lists four dangers. One, formality. We are such weak creatures that any regularly returning duty is apt to degenerate into lifeless form. The tendency of reading the word by a fixed rule may, in some minds, be to create his skeleton religion. This is to be the peculiar sin of the last days, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Guard against this. Let the calendar perish rather than this rust eat up your souls. Two, self-righteousness. Some, when they have devoted their set time to reading of the word and accomplished their prescribed portion, may be tempted to look at themselves with self-complacency. Many, I am persuaded, are living without any divine work on their soul, unpardoned and unsanctified and ready to perish, who spend their appointed times in secret and family devotion. This is going to hell with a lie in their right hand. Three, careless reading. Few tremble at the word of God. Few, in reading it, hear the voice of Jehovah, which is full of majesty. Some, by having so large a portion, may be tempted to weary of it, as Israel did in the daily manna, saying, Our soul loatheth this light bread and to read it in a slight and careless manner, this would be fearfully provoking to God. Take heed lest that word be true of you. Ye said also, Behold what a weariness it is, and ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts, quoting from Malachi chapter one, verse thirteen. For a yoke too heavy to bear. Some may engage in reading with alacrity or cheerful readiness for a time and afterwards feel it a burden, grievous to be borne. They may find conscious dragging them through the appointed task without any relish of the heavenly food. If this be the case with any, throw aside the fetter and feed at liberty, in the sweet garden of God. My desire is not to cast a snare upon you, but to be a helper of your joy. In other words, don't feel burdened to stick to my plan, but read the word, enjoy the word. It's there for your benefit. I find these dangers to be helpful. Um, I find myself feeling the same tug, the formality that comes in. And that tendency to have a form of godliness and check my box rather than to see the word for what it is and allow it to actually penetrate my heart and my mind and have an effect on my sanctification, to to have an effect on the way I think and the way I act. Self-righteousness, I think when we're doing really well for reading our Bibles and we feel like we've accomplished this uh, great task, we need to remember blessed are the humble, that we need to remember that we are not greater than God. We are not in a position of comparison where we're comparing ourselves to someone who may be doing more poorly, uh, but rather that the reading of the word would be driving us into humility and, and and reminding us of the nature of man and what Christ has done and the graciousness of God and what he has called us to. And instead of seeing people in a comparison way, we would actually our hearts would break over people who don't have these truths or perhaps people who have them at their disposal but are not taking advantage of them. Brothers and sisters in Christ who who are in the church, but their time is over-occupied with so many other tasks, that we would be an encouragement to them, that this would be a great help to them. Not that we would give them another burden upon their back, but that we would explain to them the release and the freedom and the joy that, that reading God's word will bring. McShane says, if there be so many dangers, why propose such a scheme at all? To this I answer, that the best things are accompanied with danger. As the fairest flowers are often gathered in the clefts of some dangerous precipice, let us weigh the advantages. One, The whole Bible will be read through in an orderly manner in the course of a year. The Old Testament once, the New Testament, and Psalms twice. I fear many of you never read the whole Bible, and yet it is all equally divine. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect If we pass over some parts of Scripture, we shall be incomplete Christians. Two, time will not be wasted in choosing what portions to read. Often believers are at a loss to determine towards which part of the mountains of spices they should bend their steps. Here the question will be solved at once in a very simple manner. In other words, I've already created a structure for you, so you don't have to waste your time trying to figure out what you're going to read or what you'll read next. I'm giving you a, a set structure here that you can just jump right into. Three, parents will have regular subject upon which to examine their children. It is much to be desired that family worship were made more instructive than it generally is. The mere reading of the chapter is often too like water split on the ground. Let it be read by every member of the family beforehand, and then the meeting and application drawn out by simple question and answer. The calendar will be helpful in this. Friends, also when they meet, will have a subject for profitable conversation in the portions of reading that they've done that day. The meaning of difficult passages may be inquired from the more judicious and ripe Christians, and the fragrance of simpler scriptures read abroad. In other words, there would be great joy in friends coming across one another and and having the commonality of having read the same passage that day and, and be able to encourage and urge one another on. Four, the pastor will know in what part of the pasture the flock are feeding, he will thus be enabled to speak more suitably to them on the Sabbath, and both pastor and elders will be able to drop a word of light and comfort in visiting from house to house, which will be more readily responded to. Again, this is a, a reiteration. Now, I know the pastors don't do the house visits as much these days, but in the preaching of the word on a Sunday, imagine if the whole congregation is reading the, the same portions of Scripture together then there can be light shed on on something that was read earlier in the week. There's this commonality of we're going through this together as the people of God. We're being strengthened together where the questions that we come at Scripture with can be answered by those who are mature in the faith that can help us think more clearly. When someone's going through a great struggle or trial in their life, we have all the words right there that we know that they've just read, and this would provide a great help. Now, again, I know this is McShane's efforts for his own congregation for their benefit, and we don't want to enforce this strict rubric on all people, but I'm just sharing some of these benefits that I think could be helpful. We're just sharing them. Again, it's not a law. Five, the sweet bond of Christian love and unity will be strengthened. We shall be often led to think of those dear brothers and sisters in the Lord here and elsewhere who agree to join with us in reading those portions. We shall oftener be led to agree on earth, touching something we shall ask of God. We shall pray over the same promises, mourn over the same confessions, praise God in the same songs, and be nourished by the same words of eternal life. McShane wrote this on the 30th of December in 1842, and then he died three months later. But I think this is a a helpful tool, and I understand that uh, our listeners are around the world, 90 different countries, and you all may not be in small groups together, of course, with the spreading of that and even different languages and these sorts of things, but I I do want to encourage you in the general reading of the word as each day comes, I think our souls will grow weary. I think if you took the time to think just now in this moment, considering uh, the struggles and the trials you have, and then if you were to ask yourself, when's the last time I sat down and, and read the word and was challenged by it and allowed it to speak into my life, I would weary to think that you probably haven't. Um, I know that tends to be the case in my life. I'm not saying that the reading of the word of God every day eliminates trials and temptations and all those sorts of things, but it certainly puts a light for our feet. It shows us where we are and it becomes uh, a light for the path ahead as well, showing us the direction. It's showing us what God has called us to, what he has called us from. And I think these are eternally beneficial things uh, for our lives, that they would serve us well. So this is Robert Murray McShane's uh, efforts to have his congregation reading the same things together. Maybe you have a group of friends or uh, in your own family you'd like to start a structured reading like this so that you're going through things together with other people, because think about the benefit of that. That's why small group ministries have been so effective, right? Because You can open the word of God. You can study it together and then you can have conversation around it, which is really the, the, the refining fire in some sense of having to struggle and wrestle with difficult questions and, and, and working out what the text is saying together with other people instead of just reading it in isolation. Though, of course, reading it on your own is serves the same purpose and it edifies yourself and it edifies those around you. So, in really, in regards to that, both are important the reading as an individual and the reading together in a community. So, I think that the emphasis here, if you're hearing me today, the emphasis here is that the individual reading each day, but the attempts to gather together around uh, that word with a group with some regularity, I think will serve you well. Again, I'm not giving you a set of laws that you need to follow but I'm trying to help. Uh, This is our goal of this podcast, is to provide you with uh, interviews with people who have great wisdom on different topics and issues, and then to have uh, maybe moments of reflection from myself. And uh, this, I think, is of, of utmost importance as we consider the year ahead, to consider what we've just gone through over the last two years with pandemics and racial issues and Economic issues and on and on and on. And what's amazing to me is to think, you know, that first paragraph from McShane could have been read in the year 2022. And yet it was 1842. So it's important for us to remember that life brings challenges. Uh, The days are difficult, but there are also great joys, of course, that God brings to us. And how great that we can turn to his word. We can hear from the living God what he's saying to us, what he's calling us to, what he's done in the past, and showing us his remaining steadfast. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that we can put our trust in him no matter what obstacles and trials we face, and that he's also blessed us with a community of believers uh, who can encourage us and lift us up and be reading in the same word with us and being encouraged by the exact same passages of Scripture, the exact same words from the living God for us these days. So, some helpful tools and tips, and um, I hope that this will serve you well as you grow in your faith, as you grow in your sanctification, as we grow in our maturity together as Christians, as followers, as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm Candid is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Don't forget to connect with our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And subscribe to Candid Conversations on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss an episode. While there, please leave a review. It does help people to find us. And perhaps next episode, we will mention you on the show. As always, thank you for listening to and sharing this episode.